Chapter Four of the Albert Gate Mystery by Louis Tracy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Chapter Four: The Murders. In less confident tones, Inspector Walters resumed his narrative. On Monday evening, sir, he said, about eight o'clock, His Excellency and the two secretaries were dining downstairs and matters had thus far gone on with the same routine as was observed every preceding day the workmen quitted work at six o'clock the three gentlemen went out for a drive as soon as everything was locked up and came in again at a quarter to eight they did not change their clothes for dinner so there was no occasion to search them as no one had gone upstairs since they had descended soon after six they had barely started dinner when someone called at the front door and i was sent for the doorbell i may explain was always answered by one of the house servants and he if necessary admitted any person who came closing the door but the visitor had to be examined by the policeman stationed in the passage before he was permitted to come any further on this occasion i went out and found three gentlemen standing there they were turks as could be easily seen by their attire and appeared to be persons of some consequence what do you mean by the words their attire interrupted brett were they dressed in european clothes or in regular turkish garments oh said the inspector i only meant that they were fezes otherwise they were quite accurately dressed in frock-coats and the rest but they were unmistakably turks by their appearance two of them could speak no english and the third who acted as the leader of the party first of all addressed me in french finding i did not understand him he used very broken but fairly intelligible english what he wanted was to be taken at once to his excellency mehmet ali pasha i said that his excellency was dining and that perhaps he had better call in the morning but he replied that his business was very urgent and he could not wait he made me understand that if i sent in the cards of himself and his companions they would certainly be admitted at once i did not see any harm in this so i took the three cards and gave them to hussein who was crossing the hall at the moment as the cards were printed in turkish characters you could not of course tell what the names were said brett a look of blank astonishment crossed the inspector's face as he replied that is a good guess but it is so the hieroglyphics on the piece of pasteboard were worse than greek however hussein glanced at them he appeared to be surprised he went into the dining-room returning with the message that the gentlemen were to be admitted of course i had nothing else to do but to let them in which i did accompanying them myself to the door of the dining-room and making sure before the door was closed that their presence was expected how did you do that said brett well although they spoke in what i suppose was turkish it is not very difficult to distinguish by a man's tones whether his reception of unexpected visitors is cordial or not and there could be no doubt that the visiting cards had conveyed such names to his excellency as warranted the introduction of the party into the house 
the six gentlemen remained in the dining-room until nine seventeen i have the time noted here in my pocket-book they then came out and went upstairs in a body to the ante-room where they all sat down as i could tell by the movement of chairs overhead and in a few minutes hussein was rung for to bring cigarettes and coffee this was at nine twenty one hussein was searched as he came downstairs after receiving the order and again at nine thirty when he returned after executing it i was relieved at ten o'clock and beyond describing the three gentlemen i know nothing more about the business they were well dressed inquired brett they impressed you as turkish gentlemen by their features and they wore fezzes yes said the policeman with a smile but there was a little more than that it is of no importance said brett but really it must be urged the inspector one of them the man who spoke to me had a bad sword cut across his right cheek whilst another squinted horribly besides they were all elderly men pardon me inspector said brett but you admit no doubt that this is a very remarkable crime i am investigating i should just think it is sir was the answer well now does it not strike you that the perpetrators thereof who were not afraid to be scrutinized by yourself and by several other policemen and to be searched and further scrutinized by a different set of officers when they came out again would be very unlikely persons to bear about them such distinguishing characteristics as would lead to their arrest by the first youthful police constable who encountered them i do not want to be rude or to indicate any lack of discretion on your part but from my point of view i would vastly prefer not to be furnished with any description of these three persons nor would i care to have seen them as they entered or left the house well that is very curious said inspector walters dropping his hands on his knees in sheer amazement at such an extraordinary statement from a man whose clearness and accuracy of perception had been so fully justified by the incident of the window-blind and now mr sharp said brett turning to the other officer what did you observe i came on duty at ten o'clock sir posted my guards and received from inspector walters an exact account of what had taken place before my arrival inspector walters had hardly quitted the house when one of the junior members of the mission came downstairs with a note which she asked me to send at once by a constable to mr talbot you are quite sure he was one of the members of the mission said brett perfectly certain i have seen him every previous night for nearly a month as the gentleman often went out late to the turkish embassy and elsewhere i sent the note as requested and mr talbot came back with the constable in about twenty minutes mr talbot went upstairs accompanied by hussein hussein came down was searched went down to the kitchen brought up more coffee and never appeared again the next time i saw him was about noon yesterday when we broke open the door and found his dead body at eleven twenty five mr talbot accompanied by the one whom inspector walters has described as the spokesman of the strangers 
came down the stairs mr talbot looked somewhat puzzled but not specially worried and submitted himself to the searching operation as usual the other man seemed to be surprised by this proceeding but offered no objection when his turn came and said something laughingly in french to mr talbot when he had to take his boots off the two gentlemen went outside and called a cab mr talbot got in and the constable at the door heard the foreigner tell the driver to go to the carlton hotel he repeated the address twice so as to make sure the man would make no mistake then they drove off and there was no further incident to report until five minutes past twelve when the other two foreigners came downstairs then we had a bit of a job they knew no english and one of our men who could speak french found that they did not understand that language however at last in dumb show we got them to perceive that everybody who came downstairs had to be searched they submitted at once and i took special care that the investigation was complete there was nothing upon them to arouse the slightest suspicion no weapons of any sort beyond a small pocket-knife carried by one man and not much in the way of either papers or money before going out one of them produced a small card on which was written carlton hotel i took it that this was their residence so i instructed a constable to see them into a cab and tell the driver where to take them i also showed them how much money to give the cabman none of the gentlemen upstairs put in an appearance nor did i hear them retire to rest to make quite sure that all was right i and a sergeant who looked in a little later went upstairs and tried the door of the ante-room this was locked and everything was quiet within so we returned to the hall and the night was passed in the usual manner hussein always made his appearance about eight o'clock in the morning when he came down to procure coffee for his excellency and the others as he did not show up i wondered what had become of him when nine o'clock came i determined to investigate matters by that time the diamond cutters had put in an appearance and were gathered in the hall undergoing a slight search preparatory of their day's work how many of these men were there broke in brett fourteen exactly they were mostly dutchmen with i think three belgians taking a constable with me i went upstairs and ascended to the second story where i knew his excellency's suit was situated and where i expected to find hussein asleep on a mat in front of the bedroom door the mat was there but no hussein then i went up higher to the rooms occupied by the two assistants i knocked but received no answer the door was locked the other was open so i went in but the room was empty and the bed had not been slept upon this seemed so strange that i knocked loudly at the other door with no result i returned to his excellency's floor and hammered at the door which was locked sufficiently to wake the soundest sleeper that ever lived this again was useless so i returned downstairs and sent off two messengers post-haste one to mr talbot and the other to the commissioner of police at scotland yard the man who went to mr talbot's house returned first bringing the startling information that mr talbot had not been home all night and that his uncle and sister were anxious to know where he was 
as they had received no message from him since he quitted the house the previous night at ten fifteen the commissioner of police came himself a little later by that time inspector walters had reached here for his turn of day duty and after a hasty consultation we decided to break in all the doors that were locked commencing with that of the second assistant his room was empty and so was his excellency's neither apartment having been occupied during the night we then returned to the first floor and forced the door of the ante-room which we discovered was only secured by a spring-latch the lower lock not having been used as soon as we entered the room we found the four dead men hussein the servant was nearest the door and was lying in a crumpled-up position he had been stabbed twice through the back and once through the spinal column at the base of the neck his excellency and the two assistants were seated in chairs but had been stabbed through the heart the instrument used must have been a long thin dagger or stiletto there was no sign of it anywhere in the room and most certainly none of the men who came out the previous night had such a weapon concealed upon him doctors were at once sent for and the first medical gentleman to arrive said that each of the four had been dead for many hours but they also imagined that the coffee the remains of which we found in some cups on the table had been drugged so before disturbing the room and its contents in any way the commissioner sent for dr tennyson coke after a careful investigation dr coke came to the same conclusion as the other gentlemen he believes that his excellency and his two assistants were first stupefied by the drug and then murdered as they sat in their chairs whilst the appearance of hussein and the nature of his wounds seemed to indicate that he had been unexpectedly attacked and killed before he could struggle effectually or even call for assistance of course the diamonds had vanished whilst in the safes or on the tables we found the keys which had evidently been taken from his excellency's pockets we were all puzzled to account for the disappearance of the diamonds and the dagger but you have clearly shown the means whereby they were conveyed off the premises dr coke took away the coffee for analysis the four bodies were carried to the mortuary in chapel place and the fourteen workmen were conveyed to scotland yard not because we have any charge against them but the commissioner thought it best to keep them under surveillance until the turkish embassy had settled what was to be done with them in the matter of paying such wages as were due and sending them back to amsterdam the men themselves i may add were quite satisfied with our action in the matter that is really all i have to tell you it is quite clear then said brett that two men succeeded in murdering four and in getting away with their plunder and arms without creating the slightest noise or exciting any suspicion in your mind that is so admitted inspector sharp ruefully then said brett there is nothing else to be done here will you come with me mr winter where to sir inquired the detective to find mr talbot of course easier said than done remarked inspector walters as the door closed behind the visitors inspector sharp was less sceptical 
he's a very smart chap is brett he said neither you nor i thought of punching that wire screen did we End of chapter 4